growing on an international level and being around people who speak different languages, hearing like the cocks and speak different languages and having us all unite around one sport was so incredible. And being around all these different rowers, like we all understand the grind that rowing involves. And I think that was so magical. Like we all got it, even though we were from all different backgrounds. Welcome to the other three years a show for anyone who has an Olympic-sized dream they want to turn into a reality. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Other Three Years podcast. This week we are sharing part two of my conversation with seven members of the gold medal winning under 23 U.S. rowing women's eight who raced last month at the under 23 world championships in Bulgaria and they won their race which is amazing so last week I shared part one of my conversation with them which was super fun they had such amazing things to say so if you haven't heard that you should go and listen to episode 16 that came out last week and then come back and listen to this episode. Um, But this week, the athletes are sharing the seven characteristics they believe lead to a champion's mindset, influence a champion's mindset, and the seven things that helped them build together their gold medal performance. So the seven items are one, be adaptable, two, be calm, three, have confidence, four, have respect for your teammates, five, have trust, six, have fun, and seven, be joyful. The women give examples and elaborate on these traits to help all of us, you know, learn from their experience and get the most out of ourselves, but most importantly, enjoy the journey as we go. But before we get into that, here is an update on what is currently going on in my training. It's our last week in the U.S. before we fly to Europe for our pre-camp and then the world championships. It's kind of crazy. Like it's been a long year, but it also feels like it's happening fast and soon. So I think everyone's really excited to get out of Princeton and go back to Italy. It's really nice that we're going to the same place in Italy that I was earlier this summer. Uh, this will be my third time there in Urba training at uh, Lake Pusiano. And I'm really excited. I need a little change of scenery. I think everyone kind of does. It's Princeton is great for a lot of reasons, but it also feels a little bit cabin fevery after a while. And it'll just be so fun to be in Italy. It's so pretty there. And We can all just be really hyper-focused on training, getting dialed in, like getting really ready to race and just having, you know, no distractions and really focused on the job at hand. So it's kind of crazy. Like our training plan that we have right now goes until racing. Like this is the last plan for the year, which is really crazy because I've been, you know, downloading these training plans and saving them to my favorites file on my picture app on my phone and then looking at it every morning to see what we're going to do and it's like two to three week cycles so it's kind of crazy that we're in the last one before the upcoming world championships but it's also really exciting. I think that practice has been going well. I think we've had a few like growing pains um, 
kind of happens every time, but it's still, you have to go through, through all the trials and tribulations. That's making it sound a bit more dramatic than it is. It's really not that dramatic, but we're basically in a part of our training right now where it's a bit more like monotonous, longer practices, less intensity. So I think there's just not as much excitement in the training and then we get a little bit nitpicky, but we've still been putting together pretty good practices, having some like really great moments and feeling the things we want to feel. So I think all in all things are, things are headed in the right direction, but I think the whole team is just excited to get out of town (laughs) and what's more exciting than going to the Italian countryside and, you know, mid-August like that's a great it's a great summer trip obviously we're going to work and to train but you can pretend for like one afternoon that you just have this really glamorous life so we're flying on Sunday so a couple of days after this episode comes out and then we'll hit the ground running on Monday we'll be in Italy for I think it's like two and a half weeks and then we'll go to Belgrade and train in Belgrade for like less than a week before the racing begins, which is kind of crazy. But sometimes training on the race course right before a race is super claustrophobic. There's so many boats. So I think delaying it as much as we can is actually a really nice thing because those those training rows are never as good as you want them to be. There's so much boat wash and people just doing crazy things. So I'm excited to uh, <laughs> to be all by ourselves in, in Italy before we go go over to Serbia. Um, I did see the Barbie movie this weekend and I thought it was good. It was really cute. And obviously it had, I think everyone can take something different from it. It had messages, I guess. I'm not sure it was like mega feminist. I think it was more that everyone should find fulfillment and self-worth within themselves man woman or other and that you really have to find happiness and like fulfillment internally you can't find that externally obviously there were some real like feminist ideas being tossed around and that, and that's super fun and I love the like female empowerment in it but it was it was really cute and it was funny and lighthearted, but also had deeper meaning so it was fun and I did wear my pink pants so I feel like I got the good experience. They didn't let me bring my water bottle into the movie theater, which almost threw me for a real curveball. I was like, I'll pour the water out and fill it up at the water fountain. He was like, no. So I had to leave it in this sad box next to the door with other people's water bottles that they had also tried to bring. It's kind of crazy. Like, I'm just trying to hydrate during a movie. It's kind of crazy world that we live in that you can't bring your Nalgene water bottle into a movie theater. Like, that's sad to me, but that's okay. I bought a water bottle. I was still able to hydrate. (laughs) Um, But it was really cute. It was fun. I would recommend it to anyone, to Barbie fans and non-Barbie fans alike. I think it's a fun movie and and a nice feel-good moment for everyone. So now it is time to share the seven traits that helped lead the U23 Women's 8 to their gold medal. So trait one is to be adaptable. And here is Lale to explain how that has been important in her rowing career. 
I guess when I'm thinking about being adaptable, I'm just thinking about like, I think when you're going into a situation, you have expectations just as humans, we think that like, oh, like this might happen or this might happen. You kind of have an idea of what could happen. But then obviously you can't tell the future. We're not fortune tellers. So different things arise. So a forest fire happens or 110 degree weather, like you can't control those things. So I think like going with what's not controllable and kind of rolling with it. And I once had a coach that said, um, there are factors, not excuses. And that really stuck with me. Like these are different factors involved, but it's not an excuse not to perform. And ever since she told me that I've like carried that through my life. So I think our team did a really good job of that. Like we had a lot of factors and maybe people would see it as factors against us. So super hot weather. And then like the first day of camp, I switched to port. I hadn't rode port since senior year. So then for me, that was something I had to adapt to. And I think like looking at it as like a positive as like, okay, I'm going to get through this and do the best I can instead of a, oh no, this is the reason why I'm going to fail is a big, like you have to really shift your perspective and go along with that. So adaptability is a really big lesson I've taken away from camp and being coached under coach Trowbridge for the last year. I think Lala is totally right. Things happen outside our control all the time, and we really can't control what happens, but we can control how we respond. So being able to see things that could be potential roadblocks instead as a positive, I kind of see as like a superpower in rowing, but also just in life. And I I just think she's totally right. Trait number two on our list is to be calm. So here's Megan to explain how being calm is important to her. I think it's important to put yourself into stressful situations before a stressful situation that has like a really important outcome. So like we talked about that when we lined up on the course to race the men's Cox for Tro was like, like let yourself be nervous and run through all the nerves so that you know how to practice it so that you know how to be calm on race day. And I think that that really helped a lot just to like practice the nerves so that you can also practice on how to calm yourself down. Like Megan said, the nerves are going to happen no matter what. And you just have to have experienced those nerves before race day so you can know how to respond to them and keep composure in the big moments. Next on our list is to be confident. Evan explains what being confident means to her. I think confidence comes from consistently showing up at practice. And, you know, every day is not going to be a great day at practice. But the fact that you showed up every single day and at least tried your best. And, like, we did a lot of seat racing together. So every single piece built a little bit more confidence in ourselves, but also, like, in each other. And that we would have each other's back. I really do think that confidence has to be learned, and I think that it doesn't last forever, but Evan is right. The girls followed all the steps and did all of the work to earn their confidence so that they could show up feeling good on race day. The fourth trait is to have respect for your teammates. So Victoria and Hannah share what that looks like to them. I feel like even just like entering selection camp, everyone there is like a very excellent like rower and coxswain. Just like being invited to selection camp is like a huge deal. So I think we just had like a really respectful group in general, but everyone's just like, you know, like we're pretty good. Like 
we've got like a pretty good group of athletes and like even just some of the speeds that we were hitting it's just like yeah like this is pretty fast so like you just kind of have respect for everyone and especially when rowing it's like such a team sport like we wouldn't be like creating this kind of like rhythm like without the other like eight individuals in the boat so you just have like a lot of respect that we're like we're doing this together yeah i have one thing just I've noticed that like paying attention to like what other people do, I get practice of what they might say, like you might be able to pick something up kind of like remarkable or like something that you're not used to, like your team at home. Yeah, I feel like coming to selection camp, you meet a lot of new people from like different programs. And yeah, I like, even though I, I don't know someone yet, I might like already have respect for them based on like what happened at practice or what they did or like, yeah, just like things like that. Like both Victoria and Hannah said, having respect for your teammates is super important, not only because it builds trust, which we are about to get to, but also because we can all learn from one another and evolve into the best versions of ourselves by learning from each other, by learning from the people around us. Next, we have Megan to delve further into trust. I think through all the training that we did together, we learned to trust each other. And it's like, especially because we were doing so much seat racing, you have to have an element of trust that everyone is pulling their hardest on every single piece, no matter if it's the piece that they're being switched in or what. And so I think because we did that, we created trust really early on in the process. And then when we ended up getting into boats, the trust had already been built because we had been doing so much selection that then we hopped in the boats and we already had this really good trust within us. I think the big takeaway from what Megan said is that we can do hard things if we work together and trust one another. So next on the list is to have fun. These women clearly had a summer filled with fun, both working hard and going fast and rowing, but also enjoying each other's company, doing things off the water like meals and dance parties and more. So Lale shared another important component to having fun. Inside jokes. Inside jokes are so important. And last on the list, we have being joyful. Olivia shares what that means to her. I would say I feel like this kind of comes from like what Lale was talking about, like inside jokes and things like that. Part of it was just like, I feel like we'd have a lot of fun with how we talk about the race day and like things like that in general, like instead of like focusing on it from a stressful perspective of it's like what's going to happen it was very much we can make jokes about it and like it would still be like super serious but in the same sense like in a way where it's like very much like keeps everyone relaxed and I think part of it is like coach Tro would like really foster like these jokes like we'd say things in front of her as like oh like haha like that's so funny and then she would like sometimes like take it to the next level and like keep the joke going which would just make it like that much funnier and also then like would kind of like keep everyone like okay like this is what we're gonna do like it's really good but like there's always like an air of fun to it because no one's ever taken themselves like so seriously that like on race day like all they have is nerves there's like you can laugh about it and it's still be like like in the tube like ready to go i think olivia is right enjoying the process makes every day better and really if you're not enjoying something you have to evaluate like what you're doing and why you're doing it because yeah things are hard sometimes but really you should be enjoying the process otherwise maybe you're kind of going down the wrong path so now victoria and lolly answer the question does joy come from gratitude for the sport or from somewhere else 
Yeah, I can see like kind of the connection there. I was just thinking about like some of our sessions, like in training too. Like there's a lot of like yabo or like when someone would make like a technical adjustment, we drop like a split. I'd get like that response back and we're just like, yeah, because it's just like we love it so much and like we love doing it together. So um, for me personally, growing on an international level and being around people who speak different languages, hearing like the cocks and speak different languages. And having us all unite around one sport was so incredible. And being around all these different rowers, like we all understand the grind that rowing involves. And I think that was so magical. Like we all got it, even though we were from all different backgrounds. So I that was such a special experience for me. And like that first started at selection camp, all different parts of the country coming together. And then it was on the international level. So that was incredible. So those are our seven traits, and I definitely learned so much from this impressive group of young women, and I will take all of these traits and all of the things that they shared with me, and I really hope that all of you guys do as well. This week, our Ask Christy Anything comes from the Skidmore College rowing team. Um, I'm Maddie. I'm also a rising junior at Skidmore. One of the questions that we have for you is, what advice do you have from a team trying for a team trying to go from number two in the league to number one our women's team is like right on that spot and like kind of this is our year um and so um, have you ever been in that situation what advice do you have for us so it's it's interesting because I think going from good to great is probably the hardest step to take I think going from like average to good is actually pretty easy but I do think that going like taking the step to like not just be on the podium, but get first place. So like what you're saying, like not just be like among the top, but really like be at the top. I feel like it's just having that like champions mindset every day and what that looks like and building the belief in your team and in yourself. Like you almost have to um, believe before it's a reality like Ted Lasso style I don't know if you guys have seen Ted Lasso but I really feel like you have to like believe in things before they happen which is so hard to do right because we all have like imposter syndrome and there's like a million reasons why I can't and only one reason why I can but I think especially on a team like sitting down and being like hey this is our goal like how are we going to get there and how are we going to hold each other accountable to achieve that goal and what those little things look like to us and then just take it day by day. But I don't think there's like secret sauce or anything. But I do think like positivity and a winning mindset is contagious. It's like, you know, that scene from Clueless, I think, or maybe it's Mean Girl. No, Mean Girls where she's like, get in, we're going shopping. I like think about that scene of sports and like teams, like you're either in the car or you're not in the car, you know, (laughs) like, and if you're not in the car, then you're not in the car. And that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. To end the show this week, I'm sharing a quote from John, I hope I say his name correctly, Kabat-Zinn. He said, we can't control the sea, but we can learn how to surf the waves. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'd love to hear from you. So send us a topic suggestion, or if you'd like to submit a question for our Ask Christy Anything segment, head to our website, theother3years.com.